Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Monday night shiur, continuing our series on Sefer Mishlei. Tonight's shiur is uh, dedicated and sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Jack and Biba Ben Kisus in memory of his aunt, Mrs. Rachel Ruach. Amen. And may the words of Torah that we say this evening in Aliyah for her Neshama in Gan Eden. Amen. It's been a couple of weeks since we've continued this this class. We are in the middle of Perek Bet. Perek Bet Pasuk Vav, if you are following with us in, in the Sefer. And uh, continuing the theme of attaining Chochmah and Tebuna, Shlomo HaMelech is speaking to his audience and uh, giving him, again, words of advice. Follow the good, study the Torah, stay away from the evil, and that's how you attain the wisdom that we all seek. Today, with your permission, we are going to move a little bit quicker than we probably normally do. And um, I'm going to go out and say that I'd like to finish the parak today, uh, even though that's quite a few pesukim, but I think it can be done. Uh, so we're going to learn bekiut style, bekiut versus ayun. If you don't know, if not familiar with those terms, uh, ayun is more in depth, and sometimes we do that during uh, during pesukim. For example, we'll go more in depth, and then bekiut is more uh, surface level, but uh, still going through the main ideas. So, f- following with me, we are on Perek Bet Pasuk Vav, and Shlomo HaMelech is telling us, Ki Adonai Yiten Mipiv Da'at Utvuna. Because Hashem, for Hashem, will grant wisdom from His mouth, our knowledge and discernment. Now, Rashi says something so simple, but yet so powerful. The very fact that God is the one giving the Chochmah, yiten, Hashem Yiten Chochmah, indicates the great value that Chochmah has. And therefore, that should be the only reason we need why we have to seek to acquire it, because God's giving it. If you knew that the, 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 the king of a country cared about one thing and one thing only, you wanted to impress the king, so you go out and do about that one thing. He's handing out the Chochmah. Are you not going to go out and grab it? The Talmud tells us uh, about a question that was uh, that the, the people of Alexandria, Egypt posed to Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania. And the question was, what should a person do to acquire wisdom? And Rabbi Yoshua said, to acquire wisdom, you have to devote lots of time to the study of Torah, and you should minimize your business activities. This was his answer. So the people, they were smart. They didn't just take that uh, without uh, a rebuttal. And they told Hananiah, listen, many people followed that advice that you just gave us, and they didn't succeed in attaining Chochmah. So Rabbi Yoshua instructed them, well, then you have to ask for mercy. He has to ask for, for Rahmanut in order to get Chokhmah. He quotes this Pasuk. It's not just enough that you go out and you study, but you have to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have to pray to Him to give it to you. Like we mentioned last week, 
That's why the Beracha, the fourth blessing of our Amidah, is that of attaining Chokhmah. The Malbim says, attaining Chokhmah only comes after an intellectual struggle. It doesn't just come, you know, with a snap of a finger. A person needs to work at it. And to come to, to thoughtful conclusions and, um, and reasonings takes time and takes work. And therefore, only then, when a person, when a person feels the struggle, will he, will he receive, kibiachol, the chokhmah mipiva kadosh baruchu from the mouth of God. Then he can be assured that that what he received is free of error. Sometimes we work hard coming up with um, thesis and hypotheses and what we think is correct, and we and, and it's not right. It's not right. But if a person knows that what, if he struggles for it, and he works, and he works, and he works, and, he, and, and the Kadosh Baruch Hu is giving him the Chokhmah, he can rest assured that they are free of doubt or, or error. Continues Shlomo HaMelech. Yitzpon laisharim tushia magen leholcheitam. For those joining us just now, we mentioned that we are going to go a little bit quicker today in an effort to complete the parak. Yitzpon laisharim tushia. He will secure for the upright the tushia, which is the Torah. Magen leholcheitom. It's a shield for those who walk in innocence. Why is the word tushia a synonym? For the Torah. Some say it's because inside the word Tushia you have the word Yesh. Yesh means existent, because the Torah is everlasting. It preceded the world and it will and it will come even after the world uh, goes into its solemn state after the days of Mashiach, after six thousand years, the Torah will always exist. It never will revert back to nothingness. Um, some want to say that it comes from the word Tushia comes from the word Eshioteha. Eshioteha is that of the foundations, the foundation of the world. Um, uh, some say it's mateshet, ashon lehatish kocho to weaken. The Torah actually physically weakens the strength of those people who study it. Now, the question that rises as a result of it is that it seems to indicate that the chokhmah or the study of through the study of Torah seems to have a harmful effect on man. You're trying to sell a product and you tell this person. You know, go study this, and it's going to weaken you. Well, how does that work? Why would I want to engage in such study if it's going to weaken uh, my my physical uh, well-being? And this contradicts not only it contradicts many pesukim that we have in the Torah and teachings of the Chachamim that promise physical benefit when a person studies Torah, right? So how does this work? How does Torah weaken you, or does it, is it beneficial for the body? So Gemara says in Masechet Beitzah that the Torah was given to the Jewish people because they're azin, they're bold, they're brazen. And Rashi says a person who studies the Torah, the involvement in Torah study will weaken that azut panim. It will, it will subdue their brazenness. And therefore the weakening is an, is an advantage to the Jew. It becomes a benefit. Becheskel Levenstein points out, Roshiva Mir points out that there are certain physical strength and character traits that can be detrimental when a person is trying to study Torah to acquire wisdom. And these these detrimental forces are weakened. And it's a good thing. And the example that he gives 
is uh, the example of Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish was one of the 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 main great uh, scholars of the Talmud. The Talmud recounts that Rabbi Yohanan, who was a contemporary of Rish Lakish, he saw Rish Lakish, who at the time was a chief robber. He was a bandit, the person that was uh, very quick, swift, and uh, and extremely strong. And the the Gemara recounts how Rabbi Yohanan saw Rish Lakish jump over the Yarden River in one jump. That's how strong he was. That's how much strength he had in his legs. And Rabbi Yohanan declared, let your strength be dedicated to Torah study. And as soon as Rish Lakish agreed to change his lifestyle and to devote it to the study of Torah, he was unable to jump back over the river where he came from. Right? So therefore, once he committed himself to a Torah lifestyle, the physical strength, what was causing him harm, what was not to his benefit, immediately waned. So that's what it means over here. Torah has the ability to weaken, weaken the detrimental traits of a person. It's a shield for those who walk in innocence. Vilna Gaon explains the difference between the upright who we said will uh, that will secure the Torah for the upright, the Yesharim, and the innocent. He says an upright person, he weighs all the points of view, right, wrong, what he thinks is right, wrong. He deliberates each case properly, and um, and he chooses the proper course. And he chooses his decision. And will never stumble, because he always, he always has forethought. He assesses everything carefully. But he needs the Torah, he needs the Tushiyah to provide him with the proper guidance as well and direct him on the right, right path. Weaken his desires to go on the wrong path. That is the that is the Yashar. The innocent person, we'll call him the Tom in this Pasuk, the Tom is the, the one who, he just acts single-mindedly. He just goes wherever he, he just goes. And he doesn't think. He refuses to give thought to all the alternate uh, ideas or courses or, or, or ways, ways of life. And because he doesn't rely on his own intelligence, he's, uh, he's simple. But that person has more of an ability to be misled. And therefore, the, Torah, the, the, the Pasuk promises us that the Torah will act as a protection for him. Because this guy really needs a protection. The Torah will be the shield and protect him from stumbling. To safeguard the paths of justice, and he will protect the way of the chasidav, of his devout ones. When a person studies the Torah, a person keeps the path of justice, the mishpat, the dinim, that is found in the Pesukim of the Torah, and as a result, HaKadosh Baruch Hu in turn, midah keneged midah, will protect the path of his Hasidim, of his devout ones, so that they will not stumble. The Vilna Gaon notices here that two different words are used for the road or the path. Uh, there are, there is the word derech, derech is linsor orchot mishpat ve derech chasidav ishmor, and then there's the word orchot, orach. So the word derech implies a main wide road, and the orach represents a smaller path. The mishpat, which we say, we translate as the justice, refers to the study of the Torah. Very few people 
devote themselves completely, exclusively to the Torah study. And therefore, that is in reference to the Orchot Mishpat. It's in reference to the small path. Most people are not well-versed in Torah study, in Torah knowledge. Most people, they like to live a life of Torah, but they're not studying Torah constantly. These people perform, they perform commandments, they have knowledge of commandments, and therefore they're considered on the wide road. They're on the derech. To lishmor, to, to safeguard, is a stronger form of protection, says the Vilna Gaon, um, than it is to protect, than the verb protect. So therefore, we need the stronger form of protection to safeguard to those who study the Torah, because the people that study the Torah, believe it or not, have the bigger evil inclination. They have the bigger Yetzirah. The Chachamim tell us in Masechet Sukkah, when in this discussion of the Yetzirah, that the evil inclination incites the Torah scholars more than anybody else. So they need the extreme protection. They need the um, the linsor or chot mishpat because it is they they're facing the Yetzirah more often. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and fairness. Because you searched for Chochmah, Shlomo HaMelech is telling us, God will help you decide and discern what is right, what is just, what is equitable, and give you the ability to choose what is what is best. Kol Ma'gel Tov, every good course. And why is there Magel comes from the Lashon Igul? Igul is a is a circle path. So why why using the Lashon of Magel Tov? Because sometimes a person has to detour from the main road. Uh, you know, we all want to take the shortest path and, and the main highway. But sometimes, if there's traffic or there's an accident on the highway, you need a detour. You got to get off. And sometimes it means that you have to you have to. Uh, spray yourself lightly with some traits or some part of our uh, of our religion that that may not be so uh, well represented. Sometimes we have to be a little bit arrogant. Sometimes we have to be a little bit cruel. Sometimes we have to be have some pride. They're generally negative qualities. Vadai, but Chachamim, we recommend them in certain in certain situations. We have to resort to them occasionally when there's positive purposes involved. When we deal with the wicked, we have to be arrogant. When we deal with the wicked, then we have to stand up for what's right, even if it means that you're not going to act humble. So those sometimes you have to act in magal tov. In the end, it's still tov. It's a good path, but it's magal. It's not something you expected too straight. It's a it's it's just a means to eventually get you back on the correct path. Continues Shlomo Amelech. Pasuk Yud, When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul, then Then a wise design will protect you, discernment will safeguard you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give you the proper siyatad ishmaya, you'll have heavenly assistance. And a person can achieve a level where wisdom becomes like second nature to him. Uh, to the point where the, the Yetzirah won't even start wage war with him. He won't, he won't even battle. He'll defeat it. It's easy. Because all the ta'avot that he had, all the, the negative thoughts that a person had, have been subdued. 
Therefore, when a person has the chokmah belibecha, kitavo chokmah belibecha, when he has the chokmah in his heart, that person will not suffer the turmoil and the strife anymore. Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Your soul is going to long for it. Just like one who longs something that's pleasurable. If, you're, uh, you, if you have a tava for pizza and you really, really want pizza, you're going to go out. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can to get a slice of pizza because I want it. So too, it's something that, that, you, that you're desiring. You have a tava for it. This knowledge. Mezima with reference to the thoughts of Torah. Interesting though that the word zima as used in the Torah, means thoughts of immorality. Zima is actually has a negative connotation. And it's the thoughts of Torah, says the Vilna Gaon, that will save a person from sinful thoughts. If a person is suffering from machshavot uh, zarot, strange thoughts, thoughts, things that he's thinking about that he shouldn't be thinking about, could it be a result of many, many things, television, movies, internet, uh, billboards, uh, there's a lot of reasons why a person can have negative thoughts. But if you want a segula to remove those negative thoughts, says Shlomo HaMelech, alecha. very simple. Think the thoughts of the Torah. Think the thoughts of the Shi'ur. Think of something you heard, an inspiring story to get you away from those thoughts. Because when you do so, says Shlomo HaMelech in Pasuk Yudbet, to rescue you from the way of evil. From a person who speaks duplicities. To rescue you from the way of evil and medaber tapuchot, from a person who speaks duplicities. The Vilna Gon says the difference between derech ra, an evil way, and being duplicitous. He says that an evil way refers to people who are clearly evil. They're obviously evil, both in what they say and in their intent. Those who speak duplicities, on the other hand, says the says the Vilna Gaon, say the opposite of what they're actually thinking. They pay lip service to their friend's welfare, but deep down inside, that's not what they feel. Deep down inside, they hope, they hope that their, fr- their friend stumbles. They hope that they don't succeed. And, uh, and therefore, there's two different points here, over here, that you will be protected from both these type of individuals, both from the person that is, that is outright evil, that is not afraid, not, not afraid to show signs of evil, and the person that is that may be nice on the outside, but is evil on the inside. The Malbim says differently. He says that this pasuk connects the previous pasuk. When, when, when talking about the mezima, the mezima tishmor, the wise design defends a person and protects him from the way of evil. That's how he connects it. And therefore, he's going to be saved from the, the, the attacks of the Yetzir Hara by the wisdom in his heart. But tevuna, discernment, that's going to protect the person who speaks duplicities because you need discernment. You need to. You have to have the ability. You have to be mevin to to look through that person and say, "Is this person honest? Is this person genuine? Is he saying the th- truth? He says he means well, but is it not? Just to have chokhmah is not enough to figure out that that guy is not true to his word. A person has to have tevuna. He needs to have discernment. Chachamim tells in Perkei Avot, "Veda mashetashiv la pikoros." A person needs to know what to answer a heretic. A person can easily fall prey to a heretic. That's how these uh, Jews for uh, Yeshu uh, come around and they try convincing you that you should follow this and do this. And you see, it's all true, it's all true. Now, if you don't know what to answer these individuals, you can fall prey, chas to them. 
So you need to have the tevuna. You need to have the, the discernment, the ability to understand and say, no, what they're doing is false. What they're doing is wrong. And I'm not going to fall for it. So when referring to tevuna, when referring to the need to deal with the people speaking, du, du, speaking duplicities, the verb of tinsereka is used. The verb of safeguard, like we said before, safeguarding is a stronger verb than that of lishmor to protect. And that's why when dealing with people who are outright evil, okay, I know that guy's outright evil, I don't, I don't pay attention to him. Okay, God, protect me that I don't, uh, I don't find myself in the same banquet hall as him. I don't want to deal with it. But the people that you don't think are evil, people that speak to you, kaha, and you don't know what their, de- their intent is deep down inside, those are the dangerous ones. Those are the ones that uh, you have to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for an extra source of protection. Who does the Midrash apply this pasuk to? Paro. Paro. When he was afflicted with the Eser Makot, he would summon Moshe Rabbeinu, as we know, and what did we say? Go! Your Jews are free. You can go and uh, sacrifice whatever you want to sacrifice in the desert uh, once the plague is stopped. And then Moshe said, okay, I stopped the plague. And we know as soon as Moshe Rabbeinu stopped the plague, brought an end to the plague, Parom would go back on his promise and deny HaKadosh Baruch Hu, deny even knowing Hashem. That is, that is the, a person who is Me'ish Medaber Tapuchot. Continues Shlomo HaMelech, Pasuk Yud Gimel. Ha'ozvim orchot yosher lalechet bedarchei choshech. For those who forsake the path of uprightness to walk in the road of darkness. Again, people who leave the smaller path to go and walk in the larger path. The Vilna Gaon says, because there's only, like we said before, there's only a small amount of people who actually walk on the Orach, who walk on the, on the small path. Uh, uh, Rashi in Sefer Bereshit explains that Olam Haba, the world to come, was created with the letter Yud. This world was created with the letter He, but Olam Haba was created with the letter Yud, the smallest of all the letters, hinting that the number of tzaddikim, the number of righteous people in this world will be very, very small. It's on a small path. But the evildoers, the reshaim, unfortunately, on the main highway, they're on the derech, the well-traveled road. And those people, who are glad to do evil, a person who believes in reward and punishment from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he feels remorse. He feels sad if he succumbs to the, to the enticements of the Yetzer Ara and he falls into, the, into its trap because he fears what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to do to him. But the happiness of the wicked sinners, HaSemechim La'asot Ra, that's not diminished. By their remorse. They don't believe in divine retribution. They keep on going. These people also rejoice in the duplicities of evil. They're delighted when they can distort things according to their evil intentions. And there, there are those people who are evil both in their heart and their word, like we said, both on the outside and on the inside, are happy when they do evil things. And those who utter sweet words when their thoughts are evil, they're yagilu. Their hearts will rejoice when 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 their fake words cause them harm. The Gaon Mevilna again differentiates between the words simcha and gila. There are two, for, two words that both connote happiness. Uh, simcha refers to the joy 
that is sparked by something new. Gila is in reference to a happiness of something that was already that already took place, but just recurs over and over again. The wicked person will feel simha when he commits a new evil, when that ba'aseh, that new avera, is something is a novel is novelty to him. It's like wow, this day he feels simha. But then there's a there's another level. There's a person who masks his evil intentions with sweet words, like we said. He's going to feel gila when, when his plans materialize because the evil is not new. It's something that's been there the whole time. It was in his heart earlier. He's just bringing it to light. Asher orchotehem ikshim unlozim bemagelotam whose ways are crooked and who are perverse in their courses or corrupt in their ways, says, says Rashi. Now, a wise traveler may, may take a ma'agal, like we said, a circular route in order to avoid danger or like traffic. Or uh, if, if there were listim on the road, robbers, bandits on the road in the olden days. But eventually he's going to re- go back to the main road. He's going to reach his destination. Same thing with regards to our ruchniyut, with regards to our spiritual perfection. Sometimes it demands us to uh, divert and take a detour off the main road and well, well, what is ordinarily the righteous course. And we go off the road. Um, like we said, Normally, cruelty is a negative trait. It's something that we, we don't like to act upon often. But but there were times where people had to act cruel. An example of this that we know is the story of Shaul HaMelech. Shaul HaMelech lost his kingdom because he was merciful towards Amalek. That wasn't the time to be merciful. We know merciful, Rachmanut, is one of the greatest midot, character traits that a person can have. And we know that cruelty is one of the worst midot that a person can have. But when it comes to Amalek, when it comes to the uh, the enemy of all enemies, you don't be merciful. You don't act with mercy. You have to act cruel because Akados Baruch Hu says, That's what it is. But Shaul chose not to act cruel. He chose to spare the, the animals and, and, and the women and Agag. And he chose to spare them. And as a result... He lost his uh, his kingdom. Uh, we talked about azut, brazenness as well. Not not such a good midah, but sometimes we have to act with brazenness for those who mock avodat Hashem, who mock the mitzvot. And our pasuk here speaks about the sinners who follows who follow this this different path away from the right path. Leading them totally astray, says the Malbim. They're perverse with their courses. If you're able to get back on the right track, there are times where you could take a detour. But the people that we're dealing with now are ones that are far gone. Far gone. They're just way off the road. To rescue you from a strange woman, from the foreign woman, whose words are glib. Here, Rashi interprets this metaphor of the strange woman and the foreign woman to the dangers of Avodah Zarah, idolatry and heresy. And this verse cannot be understood only literally that uh, that we're warning to uh, separate ourselves from women that are forbidden to us uh, because it would be uh, 
incorrect to suggest that Torah is that the that, that Torah is only protecting us to do these types of sins alone. But it has to be that the, that what the Torah wants to inform us, or what Shlomo is trying to inform us, is protecting us from heresy, a sin which is which is tantamount to all the averot in the Torah. That's what how Rashi interprets this. This woman, this strange foreign woman, who forsakes the husband, the master of her youth, and forgets the covenant of her God. Again, everything makes sense over here. The covenant here refers to the woman's obligation to keep God's commandments and not betray her husband. You know, we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu, has his his holy name in the partnership between man and woman. The letter Yud in between, in, in the middle of the word Ish, and the He at the end of the word Isha, woman, combine for the, to make up the name of Hashem, Yud and the He. And therefore, once the loyalty to his name, Chas Shalom, is removed, then all you're left with, we know, is the Aleph Shin, you're left with Esh, fire. Well, that's what remained between them and consumed them. Um, and like we said, this this uh, the Vilna Gaon writes that this pasuk speaks metaphorically um, about those who leave the Torah to pursue their desires um, and the Yetzirah. Aluf Neurea refers to the Torah. Aluf is related va'al I will I will teach you as brought down in Sefer Eov. For her house declines toward death and her courses toward the lifeless. Here, Refaim, the Refaim here means those that are weak, those that have lost all their strength. A person that goes to the house of the forbidden woman, again, not literally the forbidden woman, will end up losing his life. Rashi connects this to the pasuk tupsukimago a man will go to her house um, and find himself on an incline sliding downwards towards death only the torah can save you from this drastic fall the torah is what's going to benefit you greatly refaim are the people who are negligent about proper con- conduct and therefore without any support they will eventually fall into the depths of geinam kol ba'eha lo yeshuvun velo yasigu and all who come to her do not return, again, this foreign woman, nor do they attain the path of life. Once you become involved in it, it's extremely difficult to detach from it and do teshuvah. That's what the Malbim says, lo yeshuvun, lo yeshuvun, which we said do not return, also comes lashon teshuvah. Teshuvah is repentance. A person cannot repent. Once a person becomes involved, in Avodah Zarah and heresy, he's going to find it extremely difficult to, to repent and do Teshuvah. And even if he does attempt to do Teshuvah, he may not regain the key paths of life because the remnants and the, and the evil thoughts of the things that he had from before will cling, will cling to him um, as well. Leman telech bederech tovim tzadikim tishmor. What do you have to do, however? You have to walk in the way of the good and keep the path of the righteous. The Gaon explains the difference again between the two parts of this pasuk. Good people are those who do not do bad to another person, even when it is sanctioned by Torah law. Those are good people. 
The righteous, the tzaddikim, are people who maintain an even higher level of good. They act charitably even to the people who are undeserving. And since only rare people reach this level, again, it's orhot tzaddikim. It's a small path. Remember the word orach we've seen many times over here. It's a small, narrow path traversed only by the select few. There was a story brought down in Masechet Ba Metziah, one of very famous story of Rabbi Babachana, who once hired workers to transport a barrel of wine. And these workers broke the barrel of wine. It was his barrel. It was, it was Rabbi Barachana's barrel, but the workers broke the barrel of wine. He took their cloaks, their suits, let's call it, as a collateral for the damage of the wine that they owed him. The workers went to the rabbi of the city. The rabbi of the city's name was Rav, one of the first Amoraim. And Rav ordered Rabbi Barachana to, uh, Rabbi Barachana to return the suits, the cloaks, back to the workers. Now, Rabbi went up to Rav and he said, Rav, if, uh, is this really the law? I, I need to be reimbursed for my wine. Is this really the halakha? You're telling me it's the halakha? So Rav quoted this pasuk, Leman telech bederech tovim, in order that you may walk like the, in the way of the good. In other words, return to them the clothing because you should do more than the letter of the law. You should do lifni meshurat din. That's what Rashi says over here. So you return the cloak, even though the law is with you. Give back the cloak. So what did he do? He, came, he takes all their cloaks and he returns it back to the workers. The workers were still unhappy. They weren't satisfied with that. They said that they were very poor. They worked the entire day and they were now hungry. So then they went to Rav and said, it's not fair, we want our money. Not only did they get back the cloaks that they gave for collateral and they didn't have to pay for the wine, now they say they want this har hayom. They want their salary for the day. So Rav then told Rav Barachana, pay their wages. And again, Rav Barachana asked Rav, is this the law? And Rav answered, and he quoted the second half of this pasuk, ve'orchot tzadikim tishmor, and you should keep the path of the righteous. This now you're on a new level. Now not only, not only are they not going to pay you for the wine, but you're going to give them the salary, the salary that they don't deserve but you're going to give him the salary. Ve'asita yashar ve'atov. As we mentioned in last week's parashah, you shall do what is fair, is good. And sorry, in parashat ve'etchanan, that the chachamim understand this to mean that a person should do more than the strict requirements of the law. When Rabbi Babachana surrendered the cloaks of his workers, he was walking in the way of the good, for he was forgiving the damage even though halakhically the workers were liable to pay for it. When he paid them their wages, he was keeping the pass of the righteous. He was walking on Orchot Sadikim. He gave him the money, even though halakhically they owed him money. And Rav said, this ruling only applied to a man like Rabbi Babarchana, a man of his uh, stature, because there's a special code of behavior that's expected for those on, uh, on that level. For the upright will dwell in the land forever, and the wholehearted ones will remain in it when the wicked are uh, driven out. Rashi says, they will dwell in the land of Olam Haba while the wicked descend again. And the wicked will be cut off from the land, 
and the faithless uprooted from it. Once you're cut off from the land, the only people that are left are the people who are wholehearted, the people that give everything they have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his service in the Torah and the mitzvot. This is how Shlomo concludes the second parak of Mishle. Thank you very much for joining with us tonight. And we hope to see you next week, Bezrat Hashem, as we begin the third chapter of Sefer Mishle. Have a wonderful night, everybody.